This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art. You are listening to WQED's Voice of the Arts podcast. I'm Emily Bruner. While I was at the August Wilson Cultural Center interviewing their CEO, Janice Burley Wilson, about the Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival, I had an impromptu conversation with great Pittsburgh jazz pianist Howie Alexander. If you want to hear my conversation with Janice, you can find that conversation on our podcast website at wqedfm.org. Howie and I talked about his upcoming appearance at the Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival, as well as his love for jazz music in his life. You just kind of doodling? (laughs) So when I was talking with the WTAE ladies, I was playing like just noodling because it helps me not freak out. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) I can can kind of concentrate on what I'm saying if I'm just like noodling. Well, that's really cool. Well, you know, music is the soundtrack of your life. If you're a musician, then you could like make your own soundtrack. (laughs) You know? Because, you know, if you're walking down the car, if you're walking down the street and the car drives by and it's like, do, 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 well, if someone was like watching you and then they hear that music and see you, well, that's like the soundtrack to like that scene. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> So I always say, yeah, music is the soundtrack of your life. You're in your car and you're jamming, you know, and you know, you're driving somewhere. It's like, well, that's your soundtrack. That is your soundtrack. You know, for the, for the car scene. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. Well, what are you going to be playing at the festival? Well, at the festival, I'm going to be there with my smooth jazz band. Uh, and we're going to be doing some smooth jazz, not, okay. uh, not too much traditional jazz. Traditional meaning like, you know, straight ahead swing type uh, smooth jazz is like, you know, contemporary R&B sounding jazz. So I'll be doing some of my, I'll be doing a lot of my music, a lot of original music and original arrangements of, of, of stuff um, with, with the band there. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun because, you know, playing on the big stage, like, and hearing, hearing something you wrote that loud is awesome. Like, that's probably the best thing I think about this concert. He's like, oh, they're so proud of me. Oh, we're so grand. Congratulations, you're going to be playing the Jazz Festival. And the only thing I can think of is how loudly we're going to play something I wrote. <laughs> they're going to be able to hear it across the water. They'll hear it across the water, man. They'll hear it all the way across the river. So, uh, no, I'm really excited to play some original music and, uh, and it would be good to, to, to get this music out, and then I could finally like record it and maybe sell it or whatever. I don't know. I really haven't been into recording a lot of my stuff. Since I play around town a lot, I'll bring charts to the gig. So a lot, you can hear me around town a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, if it's my, if I'm leading the band, then I like to throw in a couple original tunes. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be nice to. Uh, play them on the big stage. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Who else is in your band? Okay. Uh, on drums, we've got Chuck Anderson, okay. who is the grandson of Chismo Charles. <laughs> so if anybody remembers Chismo Charles and listening to this conversation, this is his grandson, and he's an absolute monster on keys, bass, and drums. He's multi-talented. Awesome. Um, on bass is John Hall who's a story, he's played in so many different bands, I'm glad he's in mine. Um, 
On guitar, a young uh, guitar player uh, named Anthony Ambroso. And uh, he's from here, and he's, uh, he's, a, he's a monster of a player. You know, Pittsburgh's got so many good musicians. Uh, it wasn't hard to find guys uh, that could really, really play. And on saxophone, I'm calling in, I'm calling in the, the Calvary. This is my, my boy, Eddie Backus Jr. Okay. on saxophone. And Eddie's from, I think he's from Cleveland, but he lives in the DMV area. Mm -hmm. And he is a saxophone colossus. He is so strong. And it's so much fun listening to Eddie. I mean, I have fun and I'm always smiling when I'm playing. But man, like, I, I am just cheek to cheek smiling, like just ear to ear when Eddie plays because he's got so much joy and feeling when he plays. I'm very, very, very excited to have him on the gig. <laughs> that sounds like a great group to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. We're all, and we're all friends too. Like, it's not just a bunch of guys I could call, you know, yeah, like yeah. where I, there are a ton of musicians, but all these guys, are, they're all friends. I consider them all friends. Yeah, you played with them before. Yeah, we played like, yeah, play with them before. I played with them before. We play together all the time. But, you know, if necessary, you know, we could go out beer too. <laughs> you know, we can watch the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. It's very cool. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. well, would you like to play anything in particular? Or uh, do we need to? Yeah, I'll play a little something. I play a song that I like to play like when I'm warming up on a piano. <laughs> Somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah, somewhere yeah. over the rainbow. Are we licensed to play that? I don't know if I can. Uh, it's a jazz version. We're fine. <laughs> right, right, right. Is, is it public domain yet? <laughs> Maybe soon. <laughs> There's this guy who, he's one of my heroes. I have so many piano heroes. But one guy who just recently passed, a couple years ago, his name was George Duke Spalding. And George Duke Spalding used to tune pianos for Art Tatum. Wow. Art Tatum is yeah. piano guy. 
Right. Yes, Piano God. All hail. Yes. And he used to tune his piano, so that's like, my goodness. So, uh, so he knew a little something about piano himself, for sure. And uh, he also used to tune the pianos at the Afro-American Music Institute, where I teach. Yeah. And uh, I used to listen to him all the time. And he would play this one song, and it, was sound, it sounded so amazing and so effortless and so fluid. And I asked him, I was like, Duke, how do you play like that? Like, how did you, how did you, how do you play it that, that well? well? Yeah, like, yeah. my goodness. And he goes, I'll do my best Duke Spalding imitation. Well, it's like a pearl. I was like, a pearl? He's like, yeah, uh, a, a clam takes a long time to, 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 to make a pearl. You know, he gets the sand and you know, he works it and works it and works it. And you know, after a while, it's a pearl. So what you want to do is you want to find your, your pearl song. I'm like, <laughs> That is like, see, that's like one of those tips you get from the masters, oh, yeah. you know, just the way he told it. It was like a story, you know, like that's like. You're hanging on to everywhere. From here and being from here and being able to like grow up in jazz in Pittsburgh, I've been able to like eat from the tree of such, so much wisdom mm -hmm. between Roger Humphreys and Jimmy Ponder and Duke Spaulding and Ahmed Jamal when he would come to town, wow. you know, like, and, and I've met so many guys and, you know, played with so many guys and they drop little nuggets of knowledge on you. Now, of course, that story makes sense, but it was the way he told it yeah. and at the time, so I, there's a song that I play all the time. That's one of, that's, that's, that's one of my Pearl songs, <laughs> right? It's my Pearl song, that uh, Somewhere of the Rainbow. And uh, that and uh, Lush Life by Billy Strayhorn is another Pearl song that like, when I want to see how good the piano sounds, you know, first thing I do is sit down. Well, this is a Steinway D. Yeah. It sounds, oh, a Steinway C. This is amazing. I love this piano. This is $50,000 piano, at least. Uh, I know, it may look effortless and easy, but that's like, I play it all the time. Just so I can hear what the piano sounds like, and people are like, oh my gosh. I'm like, gosh, I'm just warming up. <laughs> just trying to hear what it sounds like, you know. This is just, this is just the first part. We're getting, yeah, this is just the first part, right? This is the intro. Right. Do you have a particular piano you like to play on? Steinway D. Yes. Yes, a Steinway D. I am a Steinway fanboy, like, like you wouldn't believe. Um, and I, I use Yamaha, like, keyboards when I'm out, not because like I have a, I have a deal with Yamaha. I would like one, Yamaha, if you're listening, I would like a deal with you. Um, so I use mostly Yamaha because I'm used to the sound and their operating system is really, really nice. But if it's going to be an acoustic piano, it's gotta be a Steinway. you can't go wrong with a Steinway. You can't go wrong with a Steinway. It's, it's, it's great. It's like if you're in Pittsburgh, buy a Subaru. <laughs> you know, like just buy a Subaru, you'll not have any problems. You know, when it snows, you know, and the weather and whatever, you know, most, if you're smart, get, get yourself a Subaru. The Steinway is the Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> of 
pianos. I am an idiot. It's the Subaru of pianos. I mean, there's other more expensive pianos out there that have like 96 keys, like a Borsendorfer has 96 keys, yeah. and it's like 10 feet long. Like those are amazing, that's 150 grand. Yeah, that's You know, but, uh, but the Steinway, Steinway D, I think is the absolute best piano. But that's my personal, because it's warm, it's so warm. It's so warm, I don't even do nothing. <laughs> it plays itself. It does play itself. It plays itself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been awesome. Um, are you having you. any more concerts coming up after the Jazz Festival? Um, yes. Um, well, I have some. I don't know when this is going to air, but the, the, this Saturday, this Saturday, I'll be at the uh, Rubber City Jazz Festival oh, okay. playing with Roger Humphreys and, and Reggie Watkins. Wow. Um, we're doing the Art Blakey Indestructible album up at Blue Jazz for their Rubber City Jazz Festival. And then next Saturday, of course, is this Jazz Festival. And then two weeks from now, we'll be, our band is opening, our band with Reggie and, and Roger Humphreys, we're opening for Kenny Garrett wow. at the West Virginia Wine and Jazz Festival. So that's in, at the end of the month, at the 30th. But uh, in between, I have other gigs where, you know, I'll be over at Rock's Landing every other Sunday. And every Tuesday, I'm up at, I'm, I'm shamelessly plugging. I'm up at the Genuine Pub in Penn Hills uh, every Tuesday night from 8 to 11. So wow. you can come, you know, check me out there. And every Sunday morning at St. James AME uh, Church. <laughs> so if you want to go to church, I also play at church. But that's not like performance. That's like worship. That's, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but, uh, awesome. And you teach, too. And I teach, too. Yeah. yeah. The Afro-American Music Institute. Wow. You just have so many things going on. You, you, is it ever overwhelming? Uh, no. When you, when you love your job, you never work another day in your life. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That is true. And I absolutely love my job. If, if, if it's music, yeah. 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 Anything else, I mean. But when you're a musician, it, it, the times are different. You can't just, like, be in the garage band out of your, band out of your garage and then go gig and then, like, pay your mortgage. Right. You know? Right. Uh, if you're going to be a working musician or a teaching artist, as I'm considered a teaching artist, uh, you have to do everything. You might want to teach music. You have to write. You have to produce you have to perform and play. You know, you wanted to have, you know, a couple different, you know, you have your hand in a couple different pots on the stove or whatever, you know, like to, to, to make a living, but uh, make a good living. Oh, yeah. You know, if yeah. you work hard and if you love what you, like I said, if you love what you do, then it's not hard to work hard. No. You know? <laughs> so uh, that's what, that's one of, probably one of the best things about, you know, being a musician, you know. And then it's just, it's just, it's just you keep, you keep filling yourself up with, 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 with work and joy and, and happiness. Well, if that's how you choose to do your, your, that's how I choose to do my job and live my life. Yeah. You know, I love what I do, so I love doing what I do, and I love what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to stop. No, I know. I feel right. the same way. That's how I want to, you know, I don't want to stop. This I is fun. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Sweet. Well, well, Howie, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for having me. This is great. I can't wait to uh can't wait for the concert. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Awesome. <laughs> this Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art.